All right, welcome to my show. Welcome to my show. Let me just take out the trash here. Oh crap, it's probably already gone. Anyway, so last night I watched Kevin Samuels and two of my uh, top favorite things. Let's just say that. Two of my top favorite things. I'm a big fan of the show Atlanta. And I'm a big fan of Kevin Samuels, rest in peace. So somebody sent me a link showing that he was on the show. And I was like, wow, especially since it's season three and um, there was a lot going on because they they actually started filming season three, like in 2020 or some crap, 2021. I think it was pushed back until now because of the beer flu. And also because Charles Gambino did... Um, that whole Lando Carizian part. So basically, the, what I'm getting at is that Kevin Samuels could have recorded this anywhere between then and now. And it's interesting that it would come out like right now when with all that has happened. Once again, rest in peace. But just, a, just one of those coincidences, I guess. Um, but very interesting episode. Wasn't my favorite episode, but I'm going to give it this respect because Kevin Simons was in it. It wasn't my least favorite episode by a long shot. It was good. It's just that Atlanta is a good show and I have a high bar for them. Go ahead and hit that like button. All right. So, um, don't expect many viewers here, um, because it's a spoiler show. And not everybody's seen it. And I know many people want to see it who haven't seen it. So don't really expect many people to watch this live. But hopefully y'all catch the replay. So the show start off with a young white dude playing video games um, and listening to some Nagagas on the headphones talking trash. I haven't played a modern video game, so I guess that's what it's like. And that's what they... That's what they do. They play online, go around shooting up each other and talking crap. And, you know, that's that's it. I played Mario Brothers. Anyway, um, so he gets a text from his girl saying that she got into ASU. I think that that's like Arizona State University or something like that. Who knows? Um, but it's a college that he wants to go to. I don't know if he's in Arizona, but... That's just where he wants to go. He was upset that she got in, even though he got accepted as well. And he took out his frustrations on the deuce, on the annoying the gaggers online. And, you know, he called, he just dropped the N bomb and said, go look for your fathers and hung up. I thought that was pretty clever. I'm going to say funny, uh, but I'm going to say it was pretty clever. So anyway, moving to the next scene, right? He's in the car with somebody, a black man, and as it turns out, that's his father. So he's a white-appearing dude that's at least half black. And that's his life. Now, he's passing. For those of you who don't really know what passing is, back in the day, they used to have um, a lot of 
mixed people, you know, you call them like octoron, quadron, or whatever you want to call them. Um, you had people who appeared white, even though by the one drop rule standard, they were black. And they would move to a different city, move to a different area. Um, and this happened like immediately after slavery and, and um, a lot during um, segregation. You just move from one town to another and say, oh, yes, I'm the new white person in town. So treat me like I am this person. Give me all the white privileges. I am going to sit here because I want to sit here. I'm going to eat at this diner because I want to eat at this diner. That is what I I uh, do. In fact, quick side note, my grandfather as an older man, and by older, I mean as a bald man, as a man who, you know, go who went through the whole male pattern baldness um, process, could be a passer. Now, he obviously wasn't because he was with my grandma and lived in Oakland with the other black people and stuff like that. But from his appearance as an older man, he could have been a passer. However, um, when I looked at his old photos, like before I was born, his old black and white photos, when he had hair, he wasn't passing for nothing. <laughs> he wasn't passing for nothing. Not with his, not when he had a full head of hair. He wasn't going to pass. Anyway, um, that was a quick side note. This was a passer. He wanted to embrace white culture. He wanted to hang with the white kids, live the white bro do lifestyle, go to college with them, and and I get it. Like black culture comes with a lot of problems that he would rather not deal with if given a choice. That many people wouldn't rather would rather not deal with if given a choice. And he, because of his physical appearance, was given the choice. He's like, oh, I have a choice. I can get with this or I can get with that. I can get with this or I can get with that. I can get with this or I can get with that. But here's the problem. And this is a problem with black men that we really got to work on. I'm talking to the fathers. Well, first of all, his problem was he was white, but he didn't receive much of the white privilege. He wanted to tap into it. He couldn't tap. I should say he couldn't receive all of the white privilege. He couldn't tap into all of the white privilege. What's a white privilege? One of the main white privileges of whiteness is white parents. I'm going to repeat this. One of the major white privileges of the world is white parents. You see, black parents, black fathers and mothers, um, this isn't has this has nothing to do with feminism or a black woman or something like that. This is this is just a black parent thing. We tend to put the burden of raising a kid on the kid. I repeat that. We put the burden of raising a kid on the kid. And I'll give you an example. A child gets bad grades. Black parents whoop his ass. White parents hire tutors. And this isn't just a money thing. They find out what's going on. You know, they they find out, oh, he's distracted. 
Timmy's distracted, you know, or they they figure out what is the problem and try to solve it so he can get better grades. Like, okay, so we we know that it's not a new school. We know that it's not something he's eating. We know it's not a bad influence. Let's check for ADHD. Let's let's see if he has that. Let's you know. Let's find out what the problem is so we can resolve it. Black parents just grab a belt and whip his ass, and hopefully they whip him to a C minus. So completely different style of parenting. Now, his father being black, his father was saying, did you save up for college? Now, what kind of question is that to ask your son? Did I save up for college? You know how other groups of people have college funds and stuff like that? They have, you know, and I'm not talking about the United Negro College Fund. No, I'm talking about the parent has actually been saving for college since, you know, the child was born. I was talking to a white dude I used to work with, right? Actually, I didn't work. Well, you said I worked with him. He was a client to a company I worked for, right? He was telling me that he was happy. He was happy about his divorce. And the reason why, <clears throat> the reason why is because, um, and he probably got a divorce on purpose. Him and his wife probably constructed it, right? He said that by getting this divorce, by divorcing my wife, I get the benefit of being what the Ivy League considers low income. I think it's like 160K. So he's like, my wife, uh, my wife income and mine combined would not have gotten, you know, my son the ability to go to Harvard. However, since we're getting a divorce, then I'm just throwing Harvard out there. I know it's an Ivy League, but I don't remember which school. But um, he's like, but since we're getting a divorce, then I don't have to pay as much. There is some financial relief for those who only make 150K that's going to the Ivy League. Thank goodness we got a divorce. Thank goodness that that my high earning self and my wife's high earning self, who was married at least the time that their son, you know, from the raising their son, you know, um, but you know what they say in the black community. Oh, I can't work and submit because, well, I won't even get into that anyway. Uh, they were happy that because of that, the son qualified for benefits. You see, the focus on the financial aspect of college is on the parent in the white community. But for whatever reason, it's on the kid. You're putting the burden of, of, of paying hundreds of thousands of dollars on the kid. And if they can't do it, you're saying, fuck you. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, dad, I, I, I got into Harvard. It costs $130,000 a year. Oh, did you get a scholarship? No. Did you save up your money from Burger King? Like, is, wait, what? Did I save up my money from Burger King? Are, are you asking me, did I save 130 times four from Burger King? That I've been working for two years? Is, is that what you're saying? I, I, I make 30K working there part-time and you're asking that I save, you know, four times 130 K is that is the thinking. 
I know it's a rabbit hole, but it's annoying. I wish that we that that black parents put more of the burden of raising the kids on themselves, not the kid. If your kid is getting beat up, get them karate lessons. Don't say, you know, oh, you've got to stick it to them. It's like, listen, son, you're 50 pounds and this kid is 75 pounds. Uh, I'll get you some karate lessons. Dang. Anyway, long tangent. So the father was saying, did you save up? And he said, yeah, I saved up $4,000. He was like, oh, that's good. He said, yeah, but the university I want to go to costs $50,000 a year. Why, why would you tell him to save up $4,000? What did that help? So he went to school. He's seen his girlfriend. And, you know, apparently his girlfriend was, I don't know, if I remember correctly, I only seen him once. Um, apparently his girlfriend was looking at some other dude. He was getting a little worried and jealous. And then somebody called an assembly. Called an assembly for all the graduating seniors. And then they all gathered together, sat down. And guess who was there? Guess who was there? Kevin Samuels. Apparently Kevin Samuels' character was the heir to the pink moisturizing oil fortune. I used to do that back in my wave days, but I don't even think that they're in business anymore because um, I don't see their product anywhere. But um, I know what they were talking about. It's a hair care product. And so he's a super rich dude. And he made the announcement that we're going to change the name of this high school. We're going we're gonna to name it after me. I'm going to donate some money to this public high school, which I'm, I didn't even know you can do, but I guess you can. I'm going to donate this money. I'm going to donate a million dollars to this public high school. And, you know, people were like, oh, okay, you know, that's, a, that's aggrandizing. Um, and I want you to change the name from Stonewall Jackson High, which I agree, that's, that's a horrible name for a high school. And not just because of the race component. Let's be clear. The when people are taking down these statues and uh, and stuff like that, to me, it's symbolic. It's stupid, um, and it's it's just it, to me, they're just looking for attention. That aside, that aside, putting up the statues is weirder. It's very weird to put up Confederate statues. And let's just take the race thing out of it. Let's take the slavery, the race portion out of it for a while, you know, because um, that's not really a factor. It's very bizarre to glorify your nation's enemy. And worse than your nation's enemy, this is an insurrection. This is the <clears throat> this is the people who who were a part of the nation and they fought to separate from your nation. And you put a statue of them from there. That's treason. That it's all sorts of things that you don't want to encourage future generations to do. So the worst thing you can do is celebrate those type of people. People who incite rebellion. Like I I doubt in England. They have a statue of George Washington up because he rebelled against the crown. Like you don't put 
statues of your rebels up. <laughs> Very weird that this country allows that, that people choose to do it. And the only people who say something are the ones who have a problem with the race aspect. Of it. Anyway, so this is called, the place was called Stonewall Jackson High. And um, he, Kevin Samuels' character, changed it to his name. And that was that. And then he announced, I am going to pay everyone's tuition. And then everybody cheered. And of course, the, the white kid that they were focused on or the white passing kid that they were focused on, he was happy too because he get to go to college with his girl. Now, there for a second. Stop there for a second. A person shouldn't go to college just because it's a place to go and you don't know where else you should go. And it seems like that's what he was doing. He wanted to go because she was going and he wanted to keep the relationship going, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they were going to be like this happy couple in ASU. And it, he didn't say it didn't seem like he had like a particular plan, like. I want to go so I can be a doctor. I want to go so I can be a lawyer. I want to go so I can be an astronaut. He, he just wanted to go because it's a fun place to go. That's why, that's why a lot of this generation is going to college, to be perfectly frank. So, yeah. Somebody said I've been MIA. Yeah, I've been MIA for a second. So I hit the like button because I got to get, get rebuilt back into the algorithm. I've been going for so long. Anyway, so where was I? Okay, so Kevin Samuel said, I'm going to pay everybody's tuition. Everybody cheered. And then Kevin Samuel says, that's black. And then something interesting happened. The black kids cheered louder. And the reason why that's interesting Say if I was in the crowd, I would be happy that somebody was kind enough to pay my college tuition. I would be. I wouldn't be happier knowing that he's not paying anybody else's. I wouldn't be happier because, like, no matter what, mine's is getting paid. Like, theirs not getting paid does not mean I'm going to get more. We as black people, we gotta look past it. We we gotta look. We, we gotta try to stop getting the whole "I got it and you don't" thing. Just be like, I got it. I I got it. I'm just as happy now than I was before when you said that's black. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. So that was that. And then they said black students meet in the auditorium at four or something like that, right? And he gets together with his white friends and he's pissed. Apparently, his white friends, including his girlfriend, didn't know that he's black, which means he's deliberately passing. He's, you know, you're, you're, you're hiding your father from your girlfriend because he was talking about black people. 
as a third person, as, as something other than himself. Which is fine. That's what that's what white people do. That's what black people do. That's what we do. You know, so that's just but he wasn't saying we. He was deliberately passing. He was keeping it a secret. I have a black father and I don't want you to know about. I'm not gonna tell you that. So we're gonna talk about black people like not one of us, or at least half of us are here. And then they were saying that black people get too much stuff blah, 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 which um, I don't know. My grades didn't really qualify me um, um, for scholarships or anything like that. Do I know that, uh, that there exists scholarships that are unique to Black people? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but do I think that sometimes white people over-exaggerate that? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the top 1% performing black person can get a scholarship. Like that, I, I guess that's fair for that particular person. And it's unfair for a top 1% say Asian person. I guess that's the, but if you're not that top 1% Asian person, you probably shouldn't give a shit. And if you're not that top 1%, put it like this. If you didn't qualify for a standard scholarship, then you shouldn't be tripping on um, Blacks who qualify for, for you know, a scholarship that they receive primarily because they're Black. Let's put it like that. All right, on with the thing. So she was saying, um, his girl was saying, yeah, then after a year, you know, they're going to drop the scholarship anyway. And she, keep in mind, she had a scholarship and go to the MBA, which like these people, well, they're high school students, so I don't um, expect for them to, but they clearly don't have a concept of percentage and things like that. So he's checking his phone and what he's noticing is in his Instagram or in his timeline and in speed, there the black students are twerking with their scholarship check. And once again, I didn't really receive a scholarship. But I didn't know that it was just a check. I thought that once you had it, it's an arrangement with the schools and you you go and it's like, okay, this is what your tuition would be. In fact, I know that this is how it's done. So I think that they just did the check thing for symbolic reasons. But uh, it was like, this is what your tuition would be. However, it's taken down to $20 because of this scholarship. I don't think they actually cut you a check. But in this episode, Kevin Samuels was passing out literal scholarship checks. Rest in peace to the Godfather. And he's a good actor. He's a, I was actually shocked. He's actually a good actor. I've seen on this episode, and it tripped me out, because I've seen Kevin Samuels in something other than a suit. And I actually seen him walk more than I seen him walk on his show or when he came to my show or anything. Like, like oh, is it, this is Kevin Samuels walking. Like, that's something new. But that's an aside, and that comes later. So what he decided to do, because this poor white kid, he's a white kid that's not getting all the white privilege, like his girlfriend who, anyway. He's not getting all the white privilege. He's a white kid with black parents, so he didn't get the privilege of white parents. 
and he also isn't getting the privilege of black scholarships now which is weird because he should have actually been applying for black scholarships because he is black and he could still not tell his girl that you know anyway but he probably didn't qualify for those either so he he walked into a hallway and it was a group of like non-black people with wave caps on. Basically, they were trying to interview for their blackness. I kid you not. And they were singing, you know, um, that song from Silk, you know, the one I made the light skin song after. And if I ever fought, they were actually in the hall singing that. And they sounded pretty damn good. They were Asian. In fact, I'm going to be honest. Asian kids do black shit pretty damn good. I was in high school in the 90s. And um, so for those of you who weren't born in and stuff like that. Okay, that's shy. Okay, thank you. Those of you who weren't born in or, or really remember the 90s or anything like that, it was long past the um, break-in days, the break-dancing days and, and stuff like that. The turbo and ozone was long past. It, it, was, it was dead and gone. You know? And then what came after was a little bit of Kid and Play, Will Smith, and then you know, Bill Bip DeVoe, and it just started moving away. But that was, that was long gone. That part was long gone, the break-in and, and, and that stuff. However, it was new to a certain group of Asian kids. So in Oakland, uh, there is an Asian community, a large one. Um, just in the Bay Area, that's where they come and get jobs and stuff like that. Some first generation, some second, third generation, some have been here since the railroads, right? Um, and you know they a lot of them were out of schools they what i noticed with them is that they're different from each other even though they looked at as this as the same from us there's different types there's there's korean there's mongolian you know there's Hmong, there's there's vietnamese there's filipinos and they don't see each other as the same and they all have their own thing that they like to do which is separate from the black kids, um, just for cultural reasons. No, we, we wasn't going out of our way to segregate ourselves from them, and nor was there any racial tension or anything like that. It's just, you know, they did their thing, we did ours. Sometimes it'll cross over. I was in a lot of AP stuff, so, you know, uh, they were there. But there was a group that I noticed that every lunchtime, they would be in the hall, in their corner, breakdancing and it started off like they were doing like the basic hand stuff like from the 70s and 80s and I'm just like oh this is funny this is funny that they're so retro with it and then by the end of the semester they had this black helmet around that they would pass around so they could spin on their head they was actually spinning on their head like they, like 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 brothers used to do back in the day I was like oh you know, Asian people are pretty good sometimes at doing black shit. 
And this was this was Childish Gambino playing on that. They were singing uh, "Shy" pretty damn good. And then you had a bunch of them with wave caps on. It it was just ridiculous. They all were trying to do it. I'm like, and what I'm thinking when I was watching it was, where are they going with this? Like, I mean, I think that if they walked in and they interviewed on the basis of blackness, that the dudes would just say, "You're not black because you're Asian." Are you not black because you're you're I don't know Mexican? Are you not black because you're white? Like you're a white kid with a wave cap. Are you a white kid that can sing black songs? Are you a white kid that can break dance? None of that means anything because you're a white kid with this thing. So. He said to one of the kids, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, um, and the white kid, he he was the passing white kid. He was like, I'm going to get in because this is, I'm going to go up to Kevin Samuels and I am going to say to him, look, I have a black father, you know, take a swab of my DNA. I got eyes negra. Eyes negra. You remember that scene from, um, what's that movie called? Ah. Queen with Holly Berry. And she tried to pass and the white people wasn't taking her. And so she went back and she was starving and black people, you know, wouldn't welcome her. And she just broke down in church and she was like, I was Negra. I was Negra. It seemed like he was about to go through a moment like that. He was about to have a eyes Negra moment. Eyes Negra moment. So um like, look at my father, eyes Negro, give me the scholarship. It seems like what he was going after. But apparently, uh, what Kevin Samuels and him was saying was, and I'm calling him Kevin Samuels because I, I forget his character's name. But it's played by Kevin Samuels, the godfather, rest in peace. So what he was saying was, um, you have to be culturally Black. You have to be in tune with Black culture in order to get this scholarship. You can't just be genetically black. So the pastor goes in for his interview. Kevin Samuels is there. Y'all got to check the scene out. He got the cigar and everything. It, it, it was comedy. And then the first question he asked, keep in mind, I wouldn't have gotten this scholarship. This would have been one of the many scholarships that I, that I wouldn't have gotten. For those of you who don't know, Robert Shaley, thank you. For those of you who don't know, um who didn't try or who got who got some it's not like the movies in the movies every every kid who's smart gets a scholarship and pretty much every poor kid that qualifies for college also qualifies for a scholarship somehow that is not real life real life scholarships are difficult and competitive as i don't know what ticket it's ridiculous it's 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 yeah it's ridiculous there's there's always somebody with better grades and there's always somebody more qualified it's very difficult to get so just because you don't get one don't mean you're stupid and there's a there is a large number in fact i would say most of the student body that qualifies for college um qualifies uh don't qualify for a scholarship Anyway, the first question he asked this kid, 
Name five things you can mix with Hennessy. That's it. I would have lost right there. I have never drank in Hennessy. I don't drink. First of all, they're asking an 18-year-old, but name five things you can mix with Hennessy? I have no fucking idea. I would have named one thing that you can mix with Hennessy, and that's more Hennessy. I do not know five things you can mix with Hennessy. But apparently, he tried. He, and he got like three of them, and they said, and I think one of the things was rum, and they was like, oh, you could, and Kevin was like, oh, you can mix rum with Hennessy? Okay, that's, you know, I didn't know that, so, you know, we, we're going to let that go. He said coconut rum? Okay, yeah. So he was like, okay, we're going to let that go. And then they asked him a bunch of black questions. They made him dance a jig and everything. And he danced that jig. He was like, I'm black, I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, you're the black, you're black, black, y'all. Like he was trying, he, he was literally dancing for it. And I was like, oh, crap, this is, this is grueling. This is grueling. Imagine, imagine if the situation was reversed. Imagine trying to pretend to be white. Imagine trying to pretend to be white and they say, what is your favorite brand of peanut brittle? And you just like, what the hell? Okay. I I had peanut brittle before. And by had, I don't mean I actually ate it. I actually had it in my house because um, the name, a 90-year-old white woman, um, always asked me to do stuff for her. And as a polite neighborly person, um, I did it. And when I say stuff, I mean like she'll lock her keys inside and I have to like pick a lock or something like that for her, you know, stuff like that, you know, so, um, or move a cabinet or some crap like that, right? Racist as hell, racist as hell. And not just racist, she had a thing against Russians. But it was weird, but she's an old woman that needed help. And she used to come by and thank me with hella peanut brittle. I was like, what the fuck is this? So I'm assuming that that's like a staple. I'm assuming that that's like part of their delicatessen. Like, like white people love peanut brittle. And if you were to ask them a question... If they were to interview me on the basis of whiteness, peanut butter will come up and I wouldn't know what the fuck. Hey, you could ask me on Seinfeld. I watched Seinfeld. I was with that. Game of Thrones, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think I would fail the whiteness test too. So after this kid, back to the story. After this kid finished dancing his jig, one of Kevin Samuel's crew just straight up said, Nah, ain't give me the scholarship. You white. You white as fuck. He said, um, and I know you ain't got no black friends or else they wouldn't have told you to dress like that. You are white. He just went off like you thought that because, and it seemed like he passed the test. Hold on. It seemed like he passed the test, but they like, look, that's not enough. You actually got to pass the test and, hold on. You have to pass the test and have the proper genetic foundation. 
So he didn't get it. He's upset. He's pissed. He goes home to his dad and he said, part of being black is not getting what you want. What kind of crap is that to tell you? To just accept mediocrity is what he's basically saying. Anyway, so after that, he's pissed. He's going through the motions. He's burning people on his video games and he's just upset. And then he goes, and, oh, and he's having visions of Kevin Samuels shooting him down and, and, and like over and over again. And then he goes, um, he builds a makeshift flamethrower. And he goes to his school. And he's like, listen, I'm going to burn this down. I'm going to burn it, starting with the sign that says the Robert Shea stuff, because you know, apparently that's the stereotype. That's what white kids do when they don't get what they want. So he's like, I'm going to burn this mother down. And then when he gets there, it was a Nigerian dude already there. Pitch black Nigerian dude. He's like, how come you didn't get the scholarship? And he said, because, because I'm Nigerian. He said that, um, that don't count as black. Now, two schools of thoughts on this. Is it fair that scholarships and things like that, that was given, that was really meant for poor descendants of slaves go to, um, go to like the sons of princes and stuff like that? Um, it depends. It depends on if the person who's given the scholarship, the person who created the scholarship intended for it to go to actual descendants of slaves or if they intended for it to go to just a black person. Don't really care, wasn't the top 1%. So I only the top 1% should care. Hey, if you are black and you feel that a more qualified Nigerian um, or you know um, African person got the scholarship that you should have had, then hey, you probably have like a legitimate gripe. I don't know. I wish I had those type of problems in high school. I do. Anyway, he didn't get the scholarship because he's Nigerian. They argued about who's going to get it, you know, um, who deserves it more. And the passing white dude said um, something like, um, oh, the term colorism came up in the episode too. I thought that was interesting. But the passing white kid said something interesting. He said, um, he said, I would say I'd burn you, but you look like you've already been burnt. The reason why that's interesting to me is because the ultimate result, the ultimate result of burning something is white ash. Like you, it turns into ash, which essentially is, is white. I, there is a middle stage where it's charred and it's black. I get that. But you continue to burn it past that and it turns white or gray or something. Like that. Anyway. Uh, just thought that that's a little inaccurate, but I get where he was going with that. You look burnt. I get it. So they started trying to flame each other. And, you know, they, they actually was at school flamethrowing each other. And the black kid um, had the advantage. He had the, the, the roof advantage. And he was about to, he was about to burn the other kid. But um, instead, the cop shot him. 
the cop shot him and and that was that and uh so they arrested both of them and they they, they was about to take the kid he didn't die they, they was about to take the nigerian kid to the thing and who comes out of nowhere with a roll ball with a roll ball y'all gotta watch this episode it's a trip uh kevin samuels Kevin Samuels came with a robe on and he said, um, and he said, you got shot by the police because of the scholarship. There's nothing blacker. That's, this was funny. There's nothing blacker than getting shot by the police. There's nothing blacker than getting shot by the police. And then he told the paramedics to make sure they take him to the good hospital. I think there's they they live in a place where there's good and bad hospitals, uh, and probably I never actually been to the um um I never actually been on the ambulance. Cross my fingers on that, you know, or knock on wood rather. Um, so for Great Britain, yeah, and for those of you who don't know, yes, um, Kevin Samuels was and it wasn't a small role he wasn't an extra this was a this was a role role kevin samuels had a role role on the last episode of atlanta season three episode nine check it out and it wasn't like you know when he did with future where he played himself you know or something like that or no, this was an actual role role. So he was definitely on his way. Rest in peace. So comes out of nowhere with a robe on. He and he's just passing, he's just passing dollars to the um to to the paramedics. Like, you know, make sure you take him to the good hospital. And then he pulls out a um it aired last night. Yeah, it aired last night. He's just passing dollars to the to the paramedics like make sure you take them to the good hospital and um here's your scholarship check so apparently kevin samuels just sleep in a robe with scholarship checks and wise 100 dollars bills in his pocket you know it was a trick and he's passing the money and he's like you got the scholarship you got the scholarship and the and the passing white kid was looking like i didn't get i still didn't get the scholarship he was looking upset So then after that, you know, fast forward a year later, apparently he did a little time over that. Um, and he um, he's working like at a play, like an electronic store like Best Buys. However, he started to be more, you know, one of those like uh, wigger type kids. You know, the short haircut, so you can't really see how how it's long blonde, you know, locks and shit and, you know, brushing it like, like waves is going to grow. He became one of those types. And, you know, he was macking on the assistant and stuff and, you know, getting her to discount and all that stuff. And, you know, apparently it was working for him. And that was the new him. He's like, listen, if I'm not going to get white privilege fully, and I'm not going to get black privilege, I'm, I'm just going to find my happy medium. You know, I'm just going to I'm just going to find my happy place with that. And he did. And then um, this his girlfriend from high school came. Oh, there was a scene where they broke up. 
Damn it, it's four o'clock. All right, let me hurry up. All right, so there was a scene where where they broke up, right? Um, and that was because apparently there was a black dude in our DMs, and or so I don't know how DMs work. I, I, this generation got problems because I'm pretty sure that causes all kinds of social conflicts. Anyway, um, you know, she broke up because he didn't get in college and she did. And she's going to look for that new NBA, future NBA penis. Oh, and to the black women who are wondering why do they mess with white girls or why do they wind up with white girls, the few that do, it's because the white girls start at 18 when y'all actually wait till after they make the draft. So, yeah, take notes. Anyway, um, so he did his whole wiggle thing, and, you know, she was like, okay. Um, he said, yeah, shorty, enjoy college. And she was like, yeah, well, you enjoy whatever this is, right? And it ended, it ended with you have never been more attractive to me than you are now. Now, I'm wondering what the writers meant, what they were going for when they said that. I'm, 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 I'm I am curious. Like, what were the writers going for? Because I get the feeling that they were going for something like he now sees the world through black eyes. I now see the world through blackness. And through blackness, white women look better. I think that that's what they were trying to say. I think that they were getting at, yeah, exactly, exactly, um, uh, standard ROC. Yeah, they're just basically saying that black dudes love white girls. I think that's what the writer was getting at. And trust me, they're not the first person to do that. White guys have always made a joke about this. I remember um, one white comedian. He was like, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, um, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm white, but um, I'm, I'm culturally black. He said, I'm, in fact, I'm so culturally black that I like white women. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny when, because um, they do it on uh, the Family Guy all the time. They always think, sneak this in blacks. On the Family Guy, you know, and he was like, my black son, my black son. And Peter Griffin was imagining that he had a black son and, and a white girl walked by and they both were staring at her. Like, <laughs> So that is a trope. That is a trope that black, and I think that that was like a slight, and also he's a ninja. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that is something that people see, but they don't quite fully understand. Because the perceived attraction that we have for um, um, white women is not physical, it's cultural. It's a cultural attraction. And um, if black women change their culture, basically what we want from black women, 
and then they'll start making you know songs about how much we love black women again you know like they did in the 90s all throughout the 90s but if black women could be asian women with bigger titties then yeah that's a thumbs up that is a thumbs up That's what we want. We want Asian women with bigger titties, fuller lips, kinkier hair, and greater sexual rhythm. Asian women got no fucking sexual rhythm. They can't. They can't match cadence. They can't. They. It's. It's. It's just. It's. It's. I mean, it's. It's good. You're not doing anything wrong. But it's just not correct. It's just not correct. Now, it could be that I haven't gotten with the right kind of Asian girl. And that is what I want. See, here's what I like that I don't get enough of because they're rare and they got a lot of shit going on in their head. I like the women who are not what they hit the like button. I like the women who are not what they supposed to be. I repeat, I like the women who are not what they are supposed to be. Like those Asian chicks, there used to be a a, a Barbie doll. Uh, there used to be like a a doll line called Bratz, and the Asian chick with the dark lipstick and the dark hair that she wears, like with the lock with the four locks on top, and then where the where the rest like back down down her back and shit down past her damn near to her ass and stuff. You know, um, she looked like black a uh, black woman who bought Asian hair, but she's actually an Asian woman with her own damn hair, like. That is what, and, and she goes to like the hip hop spots and stuff like that. That is what I like. Not necessarily, but I wouldn't mind a ghetto Asian woman. Yeah. It's something about the chick that's out of her element. The chick that's not being what she's supposed to be. I like that. I like the the black valley girl chick. I'm not talking about the ones who pretend, the ones who use their white voice on interviews and fuck those bitches. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual suburban ones. I'm talking about like um like 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 Stacy Dash and Clueless type. I'm talking about like the Lisa Turtle types. I'm talking about like the Ashley Banks and the Hillary Banks type. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones who are out of their element and they're comfortable in their new element. I like the crossover. Never really could get one. I can't think of an opportunity where I actually had a full crossover. I have had wealthier black girls, but they were, because it's Oakland, they were like black girls who act like, like wealthy black girls. 
was like a different type. They were just like non-ghetto black girls. They weren't like the, say, Alameda girls who were, I wanted a token. wanted a token. I wanted a goddamn token. That's what I wanted. I didn't grow up in the suburbs, huh? So, and and as a grown-up, finding one in the suburbs means that she probably grew up in the hood and just went to the suburbs like 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 me. So it's not not really the same. No, it's the upbringing type. It's a behavior type. That's what I like. What I don't like, as far as crossovers crossovers go, I don't like. Um, white girls who pose as black. They don't do it as Asian. I don't like ghetto white girls. I don't. I don't. Take your ass to the trailer trash and 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 go fuck a hell's angel. I don't want to deal with that crap. I don't like that. Stop why you got black lipstick? Why 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 are you why are you fucking blonde with cornrows? Get your ass out of here. Don't want that. Let me see. What else do I want? I don't want. Yeah, as far as crossovers go, that's about it. Anyway, so the last scene was um, was that was that he turned into a wigger and he 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 liked the, his ex girlfriend more. And I don't know. She seemed interested now because he was doing that. He was doing that, which, which it was apparent from the show, from the episode that she, I'm going to say this time ago, that he liked, uh, oh yeah, I, I get a, but see, a goth is what white girls are. That's not a crossover, but yeah, that's on my bucket list, um, that and Ginger. But um, she did seem to have a thing for black dudes, but she seemed to be like the ones who lived out of the stereotype. You know, she the ones that go to NBA after a year or something like that. The, she she liked the crossover black dudes apparently, but she did have some strange fascination with him or this change. It seemed like that in the show. Now, last but not least, they didn't, and I don't know it's because they this show was already scheduled and they didn't have time. They did not say, you know. Um, what do they normally say when somebody die? You know, in honor of the memory of Kevin Samuels or something like that. They didn't do that. I wish they did, but they didn't. And it's probably because it was already scheduled and this happened, and then they just didn't have enough time. Maybe they'll do it next episode, but you know, it's uh, it's it's not likely. Somebody said Candace Owens. Candace Owens is a perfect example. So it was funny because, um, and Zone probably knows this because he went to university here in California. I'm not going to say the name of the sorority, but there's a white sorority that's known for being freaky as fuck. It's the anchor one, Zone, so you probably know what I'm talking about. And um, always wanted one of those. But I'm really not physically into white girls like that. And, and 
you know, I went to university before black women went all fat ass bitch on me, right? Um, no, I'm talking white. I'm talking about white sororities. Don't and don't don't do that. Don't. I have a lot of friends that are deltas. Don't don't do that. You know. But um, so I went to school. I went to college um, and a long time ago. And this was before they went full fat ass bitch. And uh, well, I told you not to name it, but Zone named it. I'm not gonna highlight it, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So everybody know. Everybody who went to college who went to college in California know who I'm talking about. Know who got the best get down. And by get down, I'm talking about head. They know who got the best head and they know who's quick to get it. So um there was a black one. There was a black one. And she, I went up and I went up and popped at her. I forgot exactly what shot I shot, but I shot it. I shot it, and she looked at me like I was speaking nigga. She looked confused and perplexed, and it was like, what the hell? Like right there, it happened. She was sitting on the bench. And which is perfectly fine. I, I think everybody who played the who played the game long enough has gotten shot down more than their fair share. It wasn't it wasn't a huge deal. What was interesting was that even while seeing me get at her friend, a white anchor chick, I'm just say anchor chick was like, how come you got at her and not me? And I didn't say this, but I was being honest with myself, and I was like, because she's black. And and because she is in your sorority. You know, she's not an AKA Delta Zeta or um, S.G. Rowe. She's not any of those. She dipped herself in whiteness, and that is part of my attraction to her. She is a true whitey white chick. Who? But I've come to the realization, and this stung, this stung, that the thing that attracted me to her was the the reason I was attracted to her was the same reason why she wasn't attracted to me. She likes to surround herself by whiteness. I would interfere with that. She has to look at the situation like if we were a couple, then when we're together and she's not at her sorority functions, she's just another black chick. But if she's with Chad or whoever, you know, she's not. So that's a hard pill to swallow because I do like that type. By like, I mean fantasize about it. I had very few of them, right? So that that's the case there. Now, on the flip side, 
And this is why it's a curse for her. Because she obviously wants to be white girl. She, she wants to have that white girl feel, that white girl life. And she wants to be able to say and do um, all the things that they do. But you want to know the one thing that they can do that she can't do is me. And it fucked me up when I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, these these token black chicks, they can do everything a white girl can do but me. If they do me, they feel that they would lose their black uh, their white card, where a white girl can just do me. She can tuck my penis all day and still be white. And they do. Yes. So that's just a harsh realization. Let me see. Let me see what the likes look like before I get out of here. Y'all don't be liking the like button. Crap like that. Hold on. All right. Give me a second. Uh, uh, 46. Yeah, I guess that's good, all things considering. I expect many people to watch. I haven't been on YouTube for a while. So, um, just for those of you who don't know, if you're not on YouTube for a little bit, hold on. If you're not on YouTube for a little bit, um, they take you off the algorithm because it'd be like, how many people watched you in the last two weeks and nobody watched you in the last two weeks because you haven't been doing shit. So, that's, that's just how it is. Anyway, like to thank the Cash App and Super Chats, managers and moderators, those who are listening silently, and those who participate in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out. And remember this is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.